what is your batting average for your decision making? In other words, if you were to say out of a hundred decisions, what percentage of them were home runs, a kind of decisions, which ones were average and which ones were bad. So if you're looking at what percentage out of a hundred were really great decisions, what's that number for you? Now, I've asked this question of a lot of leaders over the years, and rarely is it a really high number. And even the number that most people pick is usually higher than it probably is. And why is that? Because we all have confirmation bias. Let's be honest. We like to remember the good decisions. We don't like remembering the bad decisions. So we tend to think more highly of ourselves than we probably should. Because when you look at all the decisions that you and I have to make as leaders, whether they're strategic decisions or they're marketing decisions or sales decisions or management decisions, their customer service decisions. They're just lots of decisions that we have to make. And the reality is that they're not all home runs. But what if there was one thing that you and I could do that would literally change that batting average for the positive? What if there's one thing that you could do that would increase the probability of you having a more optimal decision as opposed to a suboptimal decision? What if there's one thing that you could do that would mean any decision that you're making with your staff or to hire somebody or a decision about a marketplace or a product or a service or about pricing. What if there's one thing that you could do that would radically improve your ability to make decisions about anything in your business? Would you wanna know what that one thing is? Well, if you'd like to know that one secret, I'm gonna tell you in just a second, but when I tell you this, don't be underwhelmed by it, right? Because Simple things are usually the most powerful things in the world. And so here's the one thing. The one secret to making great decisions on a consistent basis about things that matter is you need to have a process that you use to make decisions that you apply consistently. You need to have a process that you use to make about decisions that matter that you apply consistently. And here's the reason why. Almost all leaders, when a problem arises, immediately jump to solution. And that's a very bad process. Because if you go from problem to solution, you're skipping a whole bunch of steps that go in between those two things. And if you skip a bunch of steps, the probability of you having a suboptimal decision is high. The probability of having an optimal decision, very, very small. And so you have to come up with a process that you consistently apply if you want to make better decisions. Now, the question, of course, is, like, what kind of process should I be using? Well, you can come up with whatever works for you. Just use it consistently. In the Biscellers Club, we have a 12-step process that I walk people through and I encourage them to use on a consistent basis. I'm not going to walk you all through all 12 steps because that would take too long. But I will walk you through the first five. And I'll help you understand why process matters so much in making great decisions. So let's take a problem. When we'll pick a couple of them. For example... Um, let's just say that you're not generating enough leads right now to ultimately close enough deals for this month or this quarter, right? So you got a problem of lead flow. Or it could be a problem that you might have because um, you've got uh, a bad retention rate. Maybe your retention rate is 80% and the industry average is 90. So you're, you know, 10% below or, you know, double um, the loss rate of most of your competitors. That's probably a problem. Or maybe you don't have enough cash to be able to uh, make payroll this month, right? Like we're talking about big problems, not small problems, but big problems. What is the process you're going to use? So you have to, step one, always identify the problem. Now, there are some questions that you have to make decisions on where you haven't identified the problem and you need to. For example, let's say you're in a staff meeting and someone suggests and says, hey, why don't we outsource our sales team? Well, people will start talking about that when they should stop and say, wait a second, what's the problem we're trying to solve? So sometimes you'll have to identify the problem 
In this case, we're going to say you probably know the problem. Just write it down. Make sure everybody's clear. This is the problem we're trying to solve. Now, to go from problem to solution again, bad idea because there are a bunch of steps. So step two is to define the goal, is to define the goal. Now, I've done a lot of problem solving with a lot of companies and a lot of leaders over the years, and almost everyone skips this step. They'll simply say, hey, we need more leads. Okay, how are we going to get more leads? Whoa, wait a second. What's more leads? Is more leads one lead, five leads, 10 leads, 100 leads, 250 leads, 1,000 leads? And are those leads just leads in general? Are they marketing qualified leads, MQLs? Are they SQLs, sales qualified leads? Like, let's get clarity about what we define this as and how many of them we need, right? Like, if you don't do that, then you haven't really defined the goal. If you have a retention problem, is the goal to get back to the industry norm? So we're going to go from 80 to 90% and over what time frame? Or is it to go from 80 to 81%? Or is it to go from 80 to 82 or 85%? Like, let's get clear on what is the goal that we're trying to achieve over what time frame. If you haven't done that, then you're probably not going to make a great decision. There ought to be clarity on the goal, and everybody, if it's a team decision, should have agreement, not only on what the problem is, but also what the goal would be. That's only step two. And again, most people miss step two. Step three, then, and very few people do this, is what are the success factors? Meaning, how are you going to go about making a decision out of all the options and solutions that you're going to pick. So how are you going to do that? Well, if you've got a team making decisions, they probably all have different success criteria. So therefore, you're going to have a lot of conflict in trying to pick a solution. We ought to be clear. What are we trying to do? Let's go back to the leads problem. Uh, it might be um, success factors that one of you is thinking, you know what, I just want to automate as much of this as possible. Like, like, can we get humans out of this? And, and it would be great if we can come up with a solution that would get more leads in here that is automated, that doesn't require a lot of people time. Someone else might be sitting there thinking, well, you know, from my perspective, if we can get a lead in at break even or better, that's awesome. So if we can do that, that's great. Someone else might be thinking, wait a second, we are only allowed to spend 2000 or 5000 or $10,000 on marketing according to our budget. So like that's one of the success criteria. Someone else is thinking something completely different. Someone else might be thinking, wait a second, if we can't get this in and it's not returning an ROI of X, then we're not going to select that. So all of a sudden you start realizing we're trying to make decisions about things that matter and we don't have clarity on the goal. We also don't have clarity on the success factors. This is why you need a process that forces you to go step by step. How are we going to make this decision? And we're, that's only step three. You get to step four and step four is what are the causes? Again, the number of people that go from problem to solution without identifying the causes is huge. But we live in a cause and effect universe. So if there's an effect you don't like, the problem, then you need to identify what's the cause of that. And until you go back and look at all the causes, you're probably going to come up with suboptimal solutions. Because you're not going to identify the causes. That probably means the cause is still going to be there, which means the effect is still going to be there. So anything that you try to do will be hindered if you're not identifying what are all the causes. In the case of the leads question, it might be uh, that we actually don't spend any money or we don't spend enough money to be able to get enough traction in the marketplace. It might be that we're, we're so focused in on us and how cool our thing is that we're not really connecting to the needs, hurts, wants of the people out there. So our messaging might be off. It might be that we're actually targeting the wrong group of people. It might be that we're 
trying to market something that's a nice to have when we really should be marketing something that is an urgent have. Like there's so many causes that could be creating the lead problem. If you're not having an honest conversation about that, you're probably going to come up with a suboptimal solution because you haven't addressed all the causes. And that's only step four. And we could do the same for any decision that you're working through. And then the fifth one that we're going to talk about today, we're not going to walk through all 12 of them, but today we'll just walk through the first five. The fifth step then is to talk about what are the beliefs and assumptions that allow that um, cause to exist. So in this case here, and, and the reason why you have to do this, by the way, is because all behavior is based on belief. So if you don't change somebody's belief, you won't change the behavior. So the cause is going to still exist if we don't talk about the belief. And when you look at the belief in the marketing question related to being able to get more leads, you might find that some of the things are really intellectual and emotional more than they are actual practical things. So it could be, hey, the reason why we don't spend more money is because we're afraid that we might lose. Or it might be that I'm a, we think of ourselves as kind of a small player, and so we, we play small. Or it might be that those of us sitting in the room are primarily introverts, and we really don't like to engage publicly, and we don't like to be on social personally. So why would we really try to create a branding campaign about that? And so until you get really clear about what the beliefs are that allow the causes to exist, then you're probably going to always come up with suboptimal decisions because you haven't changed the beliefs. If you don't change beliefs, you're not going to change behavior. If you don't change behavior, you're not going to get rid of the cause. If you don't get rid of the cause, any solution you come up with is always going to be a suboptimal solution. So there you go. Those are five steps out of the 12 steps we use in the BizScalers Club. But those five steps should help you understand the principle of this video. And that video is the single best thing you can ever do if you want to make better decisions consistently about things that matter is to have a process, whatever your process is. I just helped you try to understand that this is why you have process because it forces you to do things that you might naturally skip over. But if you skip over them, you're probably not going to make great decisions. So if you want to take your leadership decision-making batting average from you know, 300 to 400 to 500 to 600 to 700 to 800, maybe even up to 900. If you want to get into that batting average, then you need to have a process and it forces you to ask all the questions most people don't want to ask. But if you ask those questions, and that's why process is so important, you're going to end up making better decisions. And that's all you need to know for today. So today, hopefully the one thing you want to do is start putting together your own process. If you want to start with those five and then build out whatever you want to, great. But at least now you have a process. And if you start using it consistently, you'll make better decisions. And start thinking about the impact that could have on your revenue, on your profit, on your family, on your staff, on your customers. It'd be huge. You can make better decisions if you just come up with a process that you consistently apply on things that matter. So hopefully you really enjoyed uh, today's video training. Um, if you did, make sure that you hit the subscribe button if you're watching this by video or listening by audio. Uh, send this to some other business owners and entrepreneurs that you know because I'm sure that they would benefit from it as well. And if you're interested, um, we have a free thing right now that are offering called the Three Week MBA. Three Week MBA, the number three week in MBA.com. And it's a free course. I'm giving you 21 of my favorite lessons that will help you grow and scale your business faster. So I hope you do that. And make sure you come back next week where my commitment to you is to give you actionable ideas and insights that will help you grow and scale your business faster. So until then, to your accelerated success, Bruce out.